Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Coach McVay Show live from the Rams facility in Thousand Oaks. I'm J.B. Long. The Rams are 3-0, and they are set to open NFC West competition against the also unbeaten Arizona Cardinals. Good evening to Marco. We having fun yet? Oh, my God. 3-0. Come on now. Undefeated. There you go. supposed to go. Yeah. That's right. Bring in the uh, head coach of the Los Angeles Rams, Sean McVay, and it just felt like SoFi Stadium was built for moments like we had over the weekend. It was special, J.B. I mean, the, the crowd was electric. Mr. Cronkies talked about this for the last couple years when he had this vision for the stadium and you know was always talking about wanting to have a home field advantage and godly did we feel that yesterday our players loved it thought they did a great job delivering exciting moments for people to get excited about and um it was a big time win it was a, it was an important game but you know you got to be able to move forward and i think we've got the maturity to do that but that was a that was a special day and uh we definitely enjoyed it and now we're ready to move on to the next one once i get done talking about this with you guys no doubt. i got the <laughs> headphones on listening to jb and maurice yeah. and i have to take them off sometimes just to hear the crowd noise yeah it was deafening in there it was it was great you know the uh the only thing is we just got to make sure when we show celebrities like lebron and dr dre and stuff that it's not when the offense is on the field you know (laughs) we'll keep getting better at that kind of stuff but it was uh it was amazing the stadium is awesome the players uh, the the way that the team played they were awesome and um you know you can't ask for much more than that and you know just makes you want to work that much harder to keep having those moments and sharing that with people that you care about like our guys in parts of five years now, I think that was as exuberant as we've seen you. The uh, the chase by exuberant, the- you mean crazy? <laughs> cool though. Yeah, it was. I mean, going up the tunnel after Deshaun Jackson was a great moment. Love to hear you talk about that. But when I get home, my five year old's asking me. What was, what was Coach so excited about at the end of the first half? <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I was excited because that was a big momentum shift for us. You know, we had ended up scoring that touchdown for them to come away with no points, knowing that we were getting the ball coming out of the half. And, you know, when I saw that, I thought to myself, what is wrong with me? Uh, you know, but it was, you're just in the moment. You're having fun. Guys are excited. Um, and I certainly was excited to, to see them, you know, doing so many special things. Jalen got a good key off of what they were doing. And I thought, you know, his rush off of the edge really, really is what led to him missing that kick. And so uh, that was a big-time moment. We had a lot of momentum going into the half, and I thought that was really important. And then we capitalized on it coming out when they ended up doing a good job on those first two plays of the uh, of that second-half sequence. I know it sounds like a broken record, but, man, does Jalen Ramsey bring the funk on game day? I mean, it he does. and ignites everybody. It did, you know what? He's got swag too. You know, you saw his uh, mariachi suit or whatever. You know, he looked he's the only guy that could pull that off. He looked really good though. Um, but his his game day energy, his leadership, really what he's done for the first three weeks has been outstanding. He's, he's, he's continuing to play at an extremely high level and I say week in and week out, but the amount of things that we're asking him to do is unbelievable. And, and his ability to handle it both mentally and physically and then go execute, continue to be a uh, you know, such a great leader on game day. It's It's been awesome to watch, and he's only getting better. Before we dig into all three phases of the win over Tampa Bay, you referenced some celebrities, and it was an A-list crowd yeah. uh, for that game against the defending Super Bowl champions. Do any names these days, especially the ones in SoFi Stadium, catch your attention? On well, I think those guys that I mentioned. I mean, when you've got LeBron and, and Dr. Dre, and shoot, I heard Kawhi and Paul George were there, and so um, you know, you see Mike Tyson, you see Sugar Ray Leonard, all the people that they were showing, you're thinking, well, let's go, man. 
again. Let's make sure we do, do our part. Um, but it was special. You know, I mean, if you talk about what does a L.A. atmosphere feel like, uh, that felt very L.A. That's what it should be like. Um, our guys delivered in a big way. And I think, you know, it gives people a reason to want to come out and continue to support us. And that was a lot of fun. Fun, right? But Heck yeah. The title does not change hands after week three. No doubt. Yeah, yeah it, means, it, it means that we won. Whether we won or lost that game yesterday, you got to be able to move forward. And we want to see steady improvement throughout the season. I think we've seen improvement over these first three weeks. There's a lot of stuff that we can still continue to clean up. It's a really good football team that we played, but it was one game. And so the best teams have the ability to be where your feet are planted, continue to move forward, never let the complacency set in. And the leadership that we have on this team, I don't worry about that. But, um, you know, it was what we've done so far is all we can do. But there's so much football left to be played. And, you know, I kind of feel like it's a broken record. But if you said, hey, who are the teams that were 3-0 last year? I couldn't remember. I'm sure you guys don't. You know, there's just a narrative every single week. And, and we got to just continue to stack blocks. It's good to see some housekeeping stuff and some injury news. And I heard you tell the media that Justin Hollins unfortunately needed surgery on that. Yeah, it's a bummer. Injury. Uh, the only frame of reference I have for that is Micah Kaiser. Does that mean that Hollins' season is over? It doesn't. Uh, you know, we're optimistic that it might be somewhere in between eight to ten weeks. But we'll, I'll have a little bit more information once he gets that surgery, which he's scheduled to have tomorrow. It's such a big loss for us because he's played so well. He's done such a great job. I mean, even since we were able to get him last year, he just continued to build on his role. He's so versatile. We're able to use him in a variety of ways. And then this year, I thought he really solidified himself opposite Leonard Floyd at that outside backer spot where he's playing the majority of the snaps. He's wearing a lot of different hats based on the personnel groupings that we're going to activate. And, um, you know, guys are going to have to be able to step up in a big way, whether it's the Terrell Lewis's of the world, getting Chris Garrett back. We're going to get Oboe off of uh, IR, which is big. And so um, we're going to we're going to need those guys to play really well because he's uh, he's a, that's a big loss for our team. And speaking of getting guys back, Daryl Henderson getting closer. That's the hope. I, I think so. You know, we'll see exactly what that means, how he handles the rest of the week. But he's put himself in a position to, to hopefully be able to return, and, and we'll see uh, what that looks like as the week unfolds. Let's jump into some of the offensive highlights, and what I love about yesterday's performance is it was not all clicking from yeah. the jump. And including between Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford, who we've almost become accustomed to yeah. through a couple of weeks, and even with Jason Jackson. I mean, I love what Stafford said about missing him on a couple of early opportunities. How impressive is it to see it start on that foot but end up where you think you were going to have it? Well, I think the guys know that the things that we weren't doing were very correctable. Now let's go execute. Let's just give ourselves an opportunity to get back out on the grass and do the things that guys are capable of with the fundamentals, the techniques, and simply put just the execution. And so there were some moments where I could have put our guys in some better spots early on, but uh, I thought the guys stayed steady. I think to be able to just be even keeled in the midst of some of that adversity that we faced early on in the game, and even you go back to some of the stuff that we faced against Indianapolis that is a trait that's going to serve you well over the course of a 17 game season and it's definitely you know helped us out in the two two of the first three games for sure if you look at having to bounce back against Indy but in particular yesterday JB and and then to be able to say all right once we get into a little bit of a rhythm and a routine to have four straight touchdown drives that was uh, you know really some of the turning points in the game but uh, Matthew was awesome and just continue to stay the course, and he's going to make his plays if you give him the opportunity. What did you say about Matt Stafford? He lies. Oh, yeah. Lies I said his shoulders in his head. He's a stone-cold liar. Oh, yeah, There you go. If, hey. if I were a defensive back, I would not believe his shoulders or his eyes. Yeah, well, don't tell anybody that. <laughs> I think they figured it out. <laughs> Pre- preaching the, the selflessness to the receiving core, because I think it's impressive when guys catch passes, get in the end zone, but I think it's more impressive the setup. Guys yes. setting, not screens, but 
getting guys open. Totally. I think that's more impressive than the guy that actually caught the pass. It is. You know, we, we've got such a selfless group. And, it, you know, it starts with Robert and Cooper. Those guys do such a great job leading the way. But I think you're seeing that from Van Jefferson. Deshaun, as he's experienced so many different things and had so much success in this league. I love that group. I love Eric Yarber's leadership that he provides for those guys. And so, um, really, I think our offense as a whole is a bunch of guys that are committed to the cause. And they understand, you know, we say the we, not me, but it's not just some token thing. You know, I think it's really important. I saw we always talk about football is the greatest team sport that there is. It takes all 11. And to be able to have, you know, everybody doing what they need to do for the greater good of the result of the play, whether they're getting the ball or whether they're not, we've got guys doing that. They understand the intent. And it's uh, it's been special to see through the first three weeks. The Higby fumble play reminds me of that because yeah. this was not a game that was in any way under control at that point. No doubt. And if Whitworth's not right there and Corbett was there too to pounce on that, you might not get that first touchdown and play with the lead for most of the day. That's exactly right. That was a big play, you know, and I thought Higby made a couple outstanding plays and that's going to be one that he wants back, you know, and they, you know, everybody does such a good job, especially the Bucks defense, but just in general of attacking the football, you know, I mean, when you look at just the numbers over the course of time, you know, obviously points is the greatest indicator, but other than points, you know, it gets to that turnover margin, you know, taking the football away and taking care of it offensively and and then obviously how the kicking game is affected and influenced but you know those are things that everybody's preaching certain teams do a better job than others that was a situation where we were fortunate enough to get that back and, and Whitworth did a great job and, and our linemen you know just their ability to, to demonstrate you talk about a selfless group right there those five guys have been outstanding watching the way that their efforts sustain their strain and finish and really run downs and in the pass downs uh, I've loved watching those guys do their thing through these first three weeks it was all impressive. It really the was. Button gut guys, I call them. The button gut? Except they're they're pretty lean and they're in good shape, lean. man. You they, know what I mean? They're, the they're, they're an athletic group. Athletic group, yeah. I like it. But uh, throwing the ball, Matt Stafford was, Matthew Stafford, excuse me, was yep. the pocket was pretty clean, but I thought it was more impressive what they did in the run game. Because you weren't supposed to be able to run the ball against Tampa, and you did. Yeah, and again, I thought it was in the moments that we had to, you know, being able to kind of pick and choose our spots. And it was dirty runs. It wasn't, you know, you get a big, you know, gash. You know, Sony had the 115-yarder at the end of the game uh, a little bit later on. But I thought we got good removal. I thought Sony did a great job, you know, being able to step up. You know, Funk had a good run where he got the first carry um, early on. Um, but then Sony had 20 carries, and they were tough, hard-earned yards. Robert got a carry in there, and I thought they did a good job up front getting some removal against what we know is a really stout front with great players across the board. Cooper Cup second touchdown, that little whip route of the pivot. Is there a name for that in the Rams route tree, or does there need to be one? Yeah, you know what, there, there is. Uh, you talking about the last one? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's the Ocho route. That's the, uh, the, uh, the Ocho route. That's an Omaha-China out. So it's uh, the Ocho. Of that. <laughs> what does it take to execute that, though, in real time between the two players involved? Uh, yeah, I think you saw it. I mean, it, it, it takes timing. It takes a great feel. I mean, that's a route that, you know, really Cooper kind of invented that route himself. And so um, you got to give him the credit. Him and Matthew made it come to life. We did a great job protecting right there. But uh, that's one of those deals where, you know, when you've got the right kind of guys that have autonomy and ownership, they make a suggestion. You know, sometimes you got to see it. And we had been practicing that one, um, you know, a handful of times. And, and Cooper's really consistently done that in practice. And it's nice to be able to see that come to life. And he did a great job on it. I just would love to see him, like, during the day, keep a camera on Cooper Cup and see how he prepares. <laughs> Mine's always working, man. Always working. It, like, it seems like he would drive you and a quarterback crazy. Like, he's always got input. He doesn't drive me crazy at all. It's yeah. good. He keeps you accountable. It's uh, – 
Cooper's got too much awareness to ever drive you crazy, but he's got such a nice way about himself where great questions. He's so thoughtful. It's so important to him. You know, it's endearing because he cares so much about it. And he wants to do whatever he can. And he's he's got great you know insight and he's got a great thought process in terms of when he does make suggestions or he has a thought based on what he's seeing from the opposing defense. And so, um, you know, and you see the way that he's played. And then when, when those guys end up having an idea and they make it come to life, you're saying, I mean, you know, maybe, maybe Maybe make sure that you listen to these guys more. We've got enough of a sample size that I'd love to hear your thoughts on moving him into the backfield and Robert Woods as well, yep. what threat that presents. And also, I know how seriously you take self-scouting. And gun runs were not really a part of this offense in yep. recent years. Suddenly they are. How come? Yeah, I think uh, part of it is, you know, we've got backs that you feel really good about their ability to execute that phase of our offense. We're in the shotgun a little bit more on some of the early downs. And so you want to make sure that you're more mindful of not having some tendencies where uh, you're you're just such a high percentage of, of throwing the football when you're in the gun. And so uh, you mentioned it. It's kind of just looking inward, making sure that we can present a lot of different things off of those same looks. And whether you're underneath the center, whether you're in the gun, and the gun run inventory was something that we wanted to be in intentional about our guys have done a good job executing it and uh, we put a lot of work into it in the offseason and, and now we're seeing it come to life I bet that had to feel good for Deshaun Jackson to get in the end zone oh, in yeah. Los Angeles I where think so yeah. yeah no he and really what I really liked about it was that there was no frustration from he or Matthew when we had a couple attempts and for various reasons we were just kind of just missing on it stayed the course and uh, third time's a charm like they say right <laughs> no doubt yeah the guy can still run he can still <laughs> roll man it's fun let's get to some defense and I felt like that was one of the most physical games I've seen the Los Angeles Rams play and we've talked about kind of making them snap it again in those tight red zone situations but they did it on the full field yesterday there were a couple of maybe should have been chain mover plays earlier in drives that you know Jalen Ramsey makes a hit Justin Hollins makes a hit and and they have to punt instead yeah big time I mean I thought they came out with great energy from the jump especially when we were stalling offensively for that to never get to a situation where they were coming away with points that was so big you know you talk about both phases picking one another up and really in the kicking game also but the offense defense supporting one another I thought yesterday was a great complimentary Mm -hmm. example of when we were off to a slow start offensively our defense did a great job of kind of picking up the slack but they were they were hitting they were flying around they were playing as one and really when you look at the way that this Bucks offense has been able to throw the football the way Tom's seeing the field the different guys that they can activate in the pass game even without Antonio Brown I have tremendous respect for Mike Evans Godwin is I think one of the better players that people don't talk about enough in this league you know Gronkowski's still making his plays Brait is a problem you know and then you add Gio Bernard and Fournette's made some things happen in the past game so they've got skilled players all over and they got the guy that's done it as well as anybody being able to make those decisions and he's throwing the ball accurately great anticipation and so I thought our defensive coaches and our players did a great job executing against a really tough outfit and, and they were instrumental in the win yesterday. See I thought the defense showed those guys the proper amount of respect yes. when you respect them you hit them yeah. Nick Scott is a missile he is. Sorrell Lewis with yes. a shot on Gronk. I've never seen that many splatter jobs in a game where you don't see flags. Yeah. It was I, all good leadership. That was, that was, that's exactly right, DeMarco, yeah. and I think you just said it best. And that's what we were pleased about. I never want to see guys get injured, and neither do our players. But you want to be a physical outfit that's doing it within the parameters of the way that uh, the game is officiated and while still being smart. And I thought we did that. We were physical. We were violent. But it was legal. And that's an important part of it. Um, you know, the good teams don't beat themselves. And, and that's where uh, we haven't done that. 
We had the one example the previous week where Kenny ends up losing his, uh, you know, his cool a little bit, and I love the way he responded. He took accountability and ownership, and I thought he responded in a big way. He had great energy, and, and he was all over the field yesterday. Yeah, I'll have what he's having. How about running through a blitz pickup to get to that? Tom Brady? That was wow. great. He ended up, uh, you know, the, the back might as well not have been there. You know, he did a great job going right through him, being able to finish the play. And then, you know, you talk about when you arrive, you arrive violently. You felt him all day and, and his energy, uh, his, it was great. Am I wrong for thinking there's more there with him? I think he's only going to get better. Yeah. You know, I, I just think you could just see the confidence. You know, looking at what he did last year, he was able to build on a lot of that momentum, the confidence that he was able to build from the success he had. And I think he's uh, only playing better. Chris Shule does such a good job with that group, being able to allow them to go out there, play with a quieted mind. Troy Reader continues to do a nice job with the snaps that he's playing. And, um, you know, I, I really like where Kenny's at. And I thought he did a great job yesterday. I thought it was his best game yesterday as a Ram. Uh, back to Lewis for a second, especially now knowing the situation with Hollins. Uh, what a journey he's had this last month from preseason three at Denver where it felt like things were very uncertain coming into this year too. Like, did he turn a corner in terms of his confidence in his physical ability? Yeah, right it's, it's, a, it's a great thing, you know, because I'm not uh, – you know, I don't understand the intricacies of everything that he's battled through, but I know it's been a lot. And for him to have the mental toughness, the persistence, the resilience to be where he's at right now is one of those feel-good stories that you want to just continue to see it build. Mm-hmm. And so he played the most snaps that he's ever played as a Ram in a game yesterday. I think he was feeling good. I think he can build on that. But, I mean, you talk about a guy that's really had to persevere through a lot of adversity and, and some unfortunate set, setbacks that are really just a result of, you know, sometimes my body's just giving me some issues. But uh, he's been unflappable. He's kind of been steady. I think he always had a belief that, hey, I'm going to get out there and play. And um, and he's, he's doing a good job so far. With respect to Hollins, uh, when Floyd and Lewis get off the bus, my goodness. Right? Yeah, scary Hollins off the bus. Hollins looks good, too, getting off the bus. Who's that? Hollins looks good getting off the bus. You know what I'm saying? But these guys are huge. The giraffes out there. I mean, and speaking of that, Leonard Floyd keeps getting better and better and more intense. He does. And, and you know, he's played through where, you know, he's, he's so tough. He's such a – I think he's, he's a warrior, man. I mean, this guy is just the epitome of a great competitor. If you look at what it looks like to play with a relentless effort, passion, consistency, snap in and snap out with that motor that mm-hmm. just feels like it's never-ending, watch 54. I mean, he's such a stud. I love the way he competes. I love being around this guy. And, um, you know, he's uh, he's what you want in a Ram. He didn't know he got the sack when he got the sack. He was just going through the play. Yeah. Yeah, he had to look. Oh, I got a sack. Yay! There you go. We'll take it, man. That's right. Speaking of sacks, I had to kind of sense what it felt for Aaron Donald to get Tom Brady finally and uh, match the modern Rams sack record. I know there's still so much to come for Aaron, but I was laughing because it's never easy with TV 12, right? Like in that moment, you're thinking about the tuck rule and even last year where he catches his own pass and throws it downfield again and the NFL has to change the rule. But that was that was a major turning point, and when they did get it correct on the field, it took them out of field goal range. Yeah, it was big. I mean, you know, to be able to make that play, force them out of field goal range. I mean, where there's points at stake. I mean, this guy's just he's he's the ultimate finisher. He's the closer. I mean, he did that against Indy the previous week, and, and he comes through at the most important times. And that's what great competitors do. He just is always delivering. Um, and again, you, you know, like I was saying about Leonard Floyd. I mean, Aaron Donald is the epitome of it. And really, when you look at our team, our guys play hard. And that is such a great reflection of the men in that locker room because of the way that they compete. You know, we always talk about we're going to really be relentless in the way that we look at the things that take no talent. And that's what lets you know that we got the right guys with the way that these guys compete, snap in and snap out, the way they fly around to the football, and then the way they support one another. Most importantly, in some of those adverse moments is what I love the most about this team. 
you said Sony Michelle had some dirty runs. Yes. Then Ashawn Robinson had some dirty plays. He was awesome. Yeah. You know, he, you know, he. I want to say he ended up playing, you know, a little under 20 snaps, but he made the most of those snaps. He was violent. He was physical at the point of attack. He looked like DeMarco Farr in his prime right there, <laughs> man. Just making problems for the opposing offense. But yeah. he's, he can build on this. I thought that was his best game as a Ram. I thought it was the most physical he played. Mm-hmm. And you really see there's a lot of stuff in there. Eric Henderson, Marcus Dixon, those guys have been outstanding with that group. And I was fired up to see Ashawn do as well as he did. That's the rule. If you can't make the play, throw your butt in the hole. So, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, clog it up. There were a uh, couple of historic kicks over the weekend. A 66-yarder by Justin Tucker uh, to win in Detroit. And then Matt Prater's 66-yard attempt return for a Jags touchdown, 109 yards going the other way. It made me wonder, DeMarco and I have seen Matt Gay make one from 76 in yep. Denver in altitude pregame. Do you have a number in your in your mind for your kicker if push came to shove? Yeah, I mean, I, I think he could end up, you know, from about 60. I think that's something that he could legitimately do. But he's got a lot of leg. I mean, you know, so much of what people don't really take into account is the timing. It's one thing to be able to, you know, get an approach, yeah. whatever. But, I mean, you, you got roughly 1.25 to get that off, you know, snap, hold, kick. And so mm-hmm. there's such a strategic approach to it. And I thought it was cool even. I heard Justin Tucker get interviewed, to, you know, in his post game. He was talking about he was coming up short from 65 in warm-ups and there's that adrenaline you get an extra couple yards and he ends up just having a yard and a half extra to be able to get that bounce in from 66 which you know that guy's is uh, as steady as anybody's ever been in NFL history he's outstanding but but Matt is really starting to establish himself as uh, as an outstanding player for us all he's done has been Mr. Automatic through these first three weeks but uh, he's definitely got some good range. I think he could hit one from 60 if we asked him to. All three phases, offense, defense, special teams, yeah. that had to be one of the better games that you coached. It was. It was a, it was a complete win, and that's what you're looking for. You know, We want to be the best football team that we can be that really plays good complementary football, playing off of one another. I thought you saw that in a lot of ways. I think we can still improve in all three phases on certain things, but, again, we're interested in taking steps in the right direction. It's the co- coaching cliche, but it really is true. You know, process, if you have the right process you continue to commit to it you just stack blocks one day at a time usually the results take care of themselves and it's not all encompassing to it but uh, we want to establish a rhythm and routine and a process that's in alignment with just getting better every single day and having standards that are really you know at the upper echelon of the league so that we can hopefully have those results that we've seen through these first three Maybe a bit off the radar, but I haven't had a chance to get your thoughts on Ben Skoranek. Who yeah. came from nowhere to really impress in training camp. And how does a guy like that, you know, beyond day three, on a team that's loaded at wide receiver, break his arm and convince Joe D to reserve a spot for him on the active roster? I think you have a vision for him, and I think he carved out a, a role that, that made you say, all right, well, this is how he can help. And then when we do cover two kicks and he makes two tackles yesterday, you know, you're saying, well, shoot, man, it's hard to ignore. And he's got some ability where I think eventually, you know, you want to be able to find a role for him, get him some snaps, take advantage of that. Same thing with Tutu. You know, I, I want to do a better job of making sure that we take advantage of the full roster makeup and all 48 guys that we have up there in the course of the game. But I was really pleased with Ben. Uh, he did a good job, and, and for him to be able to make such a quick recovery, it doesn't seem like it was that long ago when I'm looking at him, I could see on that kick return in the preseason the way that that form was just hanging there, that he had broken it in kind of a, a weird deal, but 
He's a stud. I was really happy for Ben yesterday. He did a nice job. A receiver with a broken arm playing special teams making tackles. Let's you go. You just don't see that every day. <laughs> He's tough, man. That's almost like a wide receiver that can go block and also take carries. Yeah, that Which, sounds familiar. Yeah, kind of like Robert Woods. Such type. a stud. Tough guys. Robert right. Woods. I mean, how do you not love this guy? Yeah. I mean, it's funny. I, um, you know, my, my parents, you got you guys see Tim McVay around the facilities. He's, he's always here and, and loving being around. And so, you know, his buddies that he played college ball with or growing up that they still come around. And, um, you know, I come from a football family. My uncle John, who, uh, you know, he played safety at Miami of Ohio and he was a tough competitor. He's always loved Robert Woods. You know, he's just said how timely he is. What a great competitor. He's so clutch. He delivers in the big moments. And really, for the first three weeks, you know, you talk about the different ways that he's impacted the game in a positive way for the Rams. He's made some incredible conversions on some third downs. He's had some tough blocks. I mean, you look at the third down and one that we ended up having where we handed the ball off to Sony in kind of an offset gun run, what he does to the safety. Then he's taking carries. He's just, uh, I love Robert Woods, love everything he's about. Out, and he brings a dimension and the demeanor to our offense, I think, that uh, reflects the toughness and the competitiveness that, that all the good teams have. Was that the third and one you were able to pick up without Vita Vea and Indomitian Sue? Oh, yes. The field? Yes, it was. It's <laughs> a good time to <laughs> run important, on third and one. You know, those, I mean, that Vita Vea, is he something? I mean, this guy, I mean, it is. And then his rush transition, too. I mean, you look at it. I mean, you watch the way some of our guys were battling. I mean, David Edwards is just freaking fighting to stay connected and just give us enough time to be able to get some of those plays off. But that guy is a problem. We didn't play him last year, but, man, you feel him and you see him show up on tape. He's a stud. DeMarco will like this because he's a Seattle guy. Went to UW. You know the Montlake cut, the oh, yeah. bridge that goes over? Greg Gaines told me that he and Vea in college used to cliff dive off of that bridge. That's a Husky thing. It's got a 46-foot clearance. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine those uh, yeah, 300 I actually, pounders? Gaines going? told me he was doing some, uh, you know, triple flips <laughs> into it and perfectly diving in, man. He's just a smooth athlete. Oh, yeah. All right, let's get to the NFC West, right? Big it's time. division yeah. play, and the Arizona Cardinals to kick it off another undefeated contest. First big picture, I'm sure you saw a little bit of Green Bay, San Francisco last night. Is this division as good as advertised over the summer? I think so. I mean, and, and again, like we've kind of talked about through the, you know, last handful of minutes, still three weeks. I mean, there's so much football left to be played, but – you do know just based on the familiarity with the opponents and the way that the coaches attack the off seasons and then looking at some of the guys they acquired, is it a fit? The Niners, Seahawks, Cardinals, they're all really good football teams. And I don't care what their records are. I just know what I see on tape. And sometimes playing a good game doesn't always necessarily result in getting the outcome that you want. But you know when you're looking at a good outfit, Arizona's going to be that, San Francisco's going to be that, Seattle is that. And so um, every single time that we play a game in this league in general, it's such a challenge. I mean, it is so hard to win in this league. That's probably why you guys see me acting like such a maniac, because you got to enjoy it. Yeah. you got to make sure you're having fun. You know, And, and I'm, I, I feel like that's kind of the personality of this team. You know, we want to have that urgency, but you got to enjoy it. But you guys all, you also have to appreciate how difficult it is to get those results and to play the way that uh, it takes to be able to win in this league. And, and this week is going to be exactly the same thing. Three and O Cardinals team coming in here, a lot of momentum. They've been a resilient team too. I mean, you look at they were down in that game yesterday. They found a way to make enough plays to retake the lead and then gain total control of the game. But Kyler Murray, guys on defense flying around, and you know, I mean, you're seeing some of the guys play as well as anybody at those key spots, and it's been impressive to see those guys. I think we know the answer, but give us the soundbite. I, I think you would love to play in this division because it's so stacked. Yeah, I think you want to play in the most competitive division in football. I think that's what you love about the NFL. 
you know, you, you, I joke and say, oh, I'd rather not be in it, but I, I don't really mean that. I mean, you love it. I mean, the competition brings out the best in everybody. That's why people love the NFL so much is because every single week there's one of those games that, oh, you think somebody's going to beat somebody. Say, what the, can you believe that happened? And you're saying that so much. Or these games come down to the wire. You alluded to the Packers-Niners game. I mean, what a great back-and-forth battle between two really good teams. Looks like the Niners, they hit use check. They take the lead. There's not much time. And then Rodgers rips your heart out. And this makes some unbelievable plays. Devontae Adams, Crosby comes through in a big moment. And that's what you love about the NFL. And, you know, I, I prefer not to have games like that as a coach, you know, so that I have, uh, you know, so I don't give myself a heart attack. But uh, it's, uh, it is fun. And uh, this week's going to be a great challenge for us. The Cardinals are familiar in a lot of ways, but they're also different, especially when you look at them on, on defense. And I appreciate what they did to layer in some veteran presences to their locker room, just like the Rams did here with Deshaun Jackson and others. Yeah, they did. You know, and, and again, I'll, I'll really start to dive into these guys as soon as we really finish up. That kind of usually represents the culmination of the previous game. And then you move forward and you start your Arizona prep. But uh, we all know what a great player Watt is. You know, it's well documented what Chandler Jones did uh, in the first week of the season against a really good Tennessee Titans team. Um, they've added some veteran presence on the back end. Buda Baker has established himself as one of the, if not the premier safety in this league. I think Byron Murphy's playing better and better. They've got two young, physical, fast, hit-and-run linebackers. Jordan Hicks is a guy that doesn't get enough credit. So uh, this defense is going to be a challenge. Coach Joseph does an excellent job of applying pressure to you, very similar to what Coach Bowles does. Um, and we're going to have to be ready and have to be on the screws to, to play well offensively. Excitement's fine by a coach. Yeah. You can have fun. Yeah. Just don't pull a hamstring. No doubt. Yeah, we need you. Well, if I do line. pull a hamstring, who gives a crap about that anyways, right? I'm not playing. I just look like a nana running down there. New IR rules. You can be back sooner. That's true. That's exactly right. Uh, good to see you smiling. Good to see you yeah. healthy. Appreciate uh, that. Keep yeah, going it feels, crazy. Maybe I'll just take Tuesday and Wednesday off again this week. Nope. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Sean, thank you for joining us as always. Have a great week ahead. Appreciate it, guys. All right. For DeMarco Farr, I'm JB Long. This has been the Coach McFay Show. Thank you for being with us.